I've seen two films in the past week in theaters. I saw uh, Warriors of the Rainbow Cedric Bale yeah. at uh, Event St. Luke's, and I saw Top Hat at um, Monterey. And in both cases, I found the presentation really wanting. Mm. And, um, you know, to see these great films, and in the case of what they now have installed in the Civic, and really great presentations, and even Sky City, yeah, very, yeah. very good presentations. Yeah, um, the projection of the Civic was fantastic. Yeah, and, and Rialto was 35 largely, um, which was very good. Yeah, I mean, there's mm. a couple dodgy, one in particular, a dodgy digibeta presentation. But um, it's both wonderful and sad that there's this kind of two-week window for us to dig deep into, Mm. you know, really great, not just really great cinema, but really great cinematic presentation. And I don't know how we do it, but I feel like really strongly that there is an audience that's there all year and it would be great if more local cinemas really embrace that presentation is important you know yeah, i, I yeah. i've had a back and forth on twitter with rialto yeah where i'm like and and i i've actually just had this earlier this week i was like i want to go see your sister's sister where is it showing oh it's showing at rialto Oh, but is it showing on film or is it showing in their horrible little e-cinemas that are really bad yeah. and just were never really acceptable, but especially in the post-DCP era yeah. are just a complete embarrassment, you know? And and it used to be that there was a really esoteric way you could find out online by yeah, yeah. trying to book tickets and it would tell you what cinema. cinema now it yeah. doesn't even do that. And and I said on Twitter, they're like, oh, well, no one really cares and I can't. I, I keep my, in my heart, I can't believe that. I have to believe that there are people that care about presentation. There are, but probably and not the bulk. Perhaps, but I think it's more than they're given credit for. And I think I feel like you know. I mean, you know, I go to um, like. I mean, I've seen DCPs out at Pukakoi that are bloody beautiful, and mm-hmm. you know, the D, and, and as much as I had like my little rant about grain and DCP yeah. and stuff, by and large, like you know. It's a, it can be a really great presentation of a oh, film, yeah, yeah. and compared to what's on tap in East Cinema at you know Rialto or some of these other places, um, it's distressing that there's nobody that's committed yeah. in sort of central Auckland to delivering you know yeah, art definitely. house product at that level, and hopefully that's something that will change over the next yeah. year, um, and that we can you know build a community yeah that, yeah that we can kind of have this all year and not just try yeah. to like gorge ourselves in two weeks of the year and then hibernate for the other 50 weeks i i, I get the feeling that there's some sort of plans afoot to yeah. upgrade but it's just at such a cost i guess that yeah well and some theaters have already gone through one digital conversion and then to go through another is quite a cost oh, yeah. and I, I and i understand that and yeah um, and I think in some cases it's either or, but, um, but, you know, I think if we learned anything from this festival, it's that, um, you know, digital doesn't have to look terrible. No. <laughs> um, and we don't, we don't have to settle for that. And hopefully we can get over this sort of teething period and get yeah. to a point where there are cinemas 
in Auckland, in central Auckland, where yeah. all year we can see great art house films. Yeah, and projected in a, projected in a way. way that they deserve, yeah. you know? That's... Yes, yes. That's my modest proposal. Projected and, and sound as well. Yeah, yeah, we could get, we could go off on a whole yeah. side uh, tension on that. Um, but, yeah, um, and, well, we should do this again sometime uh, soon and talk about some things other than festival films. Yeah, so. yeah, well, I I've, I had a fantastic uh, screening this week. Oh, you want to talk about that? Um Oh. We can do it. We can do a slow return. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to a, a preview screening for Looper. Oh, you bastard! Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. <laughs> um, but don't spoil it for me. No. No. Um, <clears throat> so Looper is um, director Ryan Johnson or Ryan Ryan Ryan. I call him Ryan. Ryan. I don't know if that's actually true, but yeah. we'll go with that. Um, Have you seen his other third film? Yes, I've seen both of them. Uh, well, I presume he's only done the two others that I've seen. Brick and, Bl- Brick and Brothers, Brothers Bloom. Bloom. Yep. Um, I, I had someone joking on Twitter a while back. It might have been Mike D'Anto, I'm not sure. <coughs> saying that you know he needed to keep up with his B theme and maybe call it Blooper. He, he's uh, a really interesting filmmaker in that he does sort of really interesting little... I don't know if you'd call them indie, but sort of slightly smaller budget, although they're getting bigger. I've got some big names in this one as well. Yeah. Genre films. Well, well, you know, I mean, uh, Brothers Boom had uh, what Adrian Brody yeah, and uh, Rachel Weisz, and, and yeah, yeah. Um, genre films. So, like his first film, Brick, was uh, what I call high school noir, like a sort yeah. of a film noir piece with some great sort of dialogue and classic, uh, uh, classic sort of setups. Made you think of you know classic film noir films set in a high school. Brothers Bloom was like a con man heist caper that was which uh, I loved. Yeah, I really loved as well. I um and it got some I came to it late. Reviews, actually. I didn't but, see it um, in cinemas. I saw that. I saw Brick in cinemas, but I saw Brothers not, Bloom did on, Brothers on DVD. Play in cinemas? If it did, I missed it. But um, I caught up sure. with it later and I loved it. Mm. Um, Brick, I kind of Brick, I respected more than loved. I, you I know, really it loved had a real time. had a real strong stylish edge to it, but mm. I found um a bit of abstruseness yeah. coldness to it I don't know that kind of didn't click for me but Brothers Bloom I loved he's also before we get into what you have to offer to this what with you having seen Looper and all mm. he um he's done um some stuff with the Mountain Goats where uh, oh, one, one of my favorite bands he did a music video and then he also did a concert film kind okay. of he did a there's an album called The Life of the World to Come and uh he did a film where basically he went back to school that yeah. he studied at and um, just performed the entire thing and um, Rian Johnson shot the concert oh, in one yeah, yeah. take and it's um, it's a beautiful little piece. It's not, you know, obviously an official film or yeah, whatever yeah. but I think kind of indicative of Rian Johnson's sort of commitment to yeah. exploring bits of things that he loves and not just having you know, being I've done this film, I've done this film, I've done this film. These are my only official works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so so Looper exists and is out in the world yeah, in it's, New Zealand it's, in September yeah, it's, 27th. Yeah, it's September 27th, so um, tomorrow week, actually, yeah. it comes out. And I would Whatever say... Whatever tomorrow means to you. I would <laughs> say get to definitely get to it. I think it has a broad it will have a broad appeal in that and that if you're if if you think of yourself as it's as, a time travel film yeah it's a time travel film well ostensibly a time travel film it's actually more of a uh, a character drama relational drama right okay I, like for me one of the things that uh, that i guess has progressed from say brick to this film through is that the genre elements are 
sort of sewn inherently into the fabric of the film, but they're not hard features. Like yeah. it's more about the the drama and the relationship and the character develop uh, development than it is about the time travel. Right. Um, than it is about like the fancy gadget or whatever, which I really like. So uh, to me, that gives it a broader appeal. So I, I kind of think if you like a good action flick, you're probably going to like Looper. If you think of yourself as a genre genre geek. You're gonna like Looper. If you think of yourself as someone who who kind of is interested in character dramas, then you'll probably like Looper. Who wouldn't though. like Looper? People who have no love in their souls. Are people who are not interested at all in any kind of kind of action or genre thing. If, if that kind of thing turns them off completely, is maybe. the action a major feature of it? Ah, uh, yeah, I think okay. so. It's so, a decent feature. Um, right. There's some good. Them. Well, I don't. It's hard to say set pieces. There's some good. Some good action pieces, but they're. Then they don't sort of overtake. I mean, some they're really interestingly shot and and put together. Like okay. some interesting effects used. And so is um, it kind of a set piecey kind of film in that sense, where it's um, like there's these amazing sequences. Uh, yeah. Yes, but not not like you'd think of a stat, not like a Mission Impossible kind of set piece. Right. Okay. Yeah. Some more interesting stuff going on, and some of the stuff that you'd think of as an action sequence is not. Yeah, the action sequences are in some ways surprising. Right, okay. Um, how and why they come off. So I have three time travel films that are in the 21st century that are my favorites. One's The Boy and the Samurai, which nobody's seen, so I won't yeah, belabor yeah. the point. But the other two are uh, Primer and uh, Time, time Primes. Yeah. So compared, to, how does this film compare to those? Primer I haven't actually seen. What? Yeah, oh, okay. We wow. need to remedy this. Yeah, yeah. We'll have well, to have a... Uh, yeah, I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Um, uh, you would remember Primer yeah, because yeah. you would have had the... Mm. Amazing look on confusion in your face at yeah. the end. Um, um, it's wonderful. Time crimes, I loved. I would say, I I kind of um, grouped it in terms of um, modern genre films that I think were exemplary, were kind of stand out to me. But it doesn't take the same approach. Whereas, kind of time crimes, as you kind of very. It plays with the, a time travel idea in a very contained kind of way. Like, its, it's scale is small. Looper's um, narrative scale is quite small, um, and it's but it doesn't rely on the kind of twisting head trip sort of stuff. Um, Rian Johnson, uh, and perhaps one of the slightly weaker points of, of Looper might be some, there's a bit of exposition, a few expositional sequences in it, which are quite obviously expositional. But he kind of uses them in a, in a quite clever way to, to kind of head-on confront um, some of the possible genre issues like that that train spotters will, would might take right you know take him to task with to kind of sort of say here's my here's kind of my take on it and get over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you have to accept that time travel yeah. is inherently an yeah, impossible yeah, yeah. kind of thing, and yeah. yet we've made a whole genre. Yeah, of it. and so we are. Uh, time crimes for me finds its sort of strength in the in the fiddliness of the time travel con- conceit. Time um, crimes is very much a Twilight Zone kind of yeah, feel yeah. to it. You know, it um, like feels like an episode. Looper like is less concerned with, although it, it uses it nicely in terms of its kind of narrative flow. Um, the kind of the thematic ideas and the and the drama come less out of that. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and, and it's shot fantastically. Like um, the action is fantastically shot, but um, he, he's just got a uh, an excellent way of um, of framing and 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 piecing together shots that 
Yeah. And he's one of the last guys shooting on film as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm... Which for a relatively young filmmaker who's fiddling in genre is unusual. Yeah. Well, he's he's made the point that actually, like, if you you know what you're shooting, Mm. it's not that um, difficult. And a lot of... um, Particularly Brick, but to some extent Brothers Bloom as well. I feel like a lot of his films are... um, you know, they're about the geometry of the shot yeah. and the decision of the shot rather than a performance nuance that you get yeah, out of yeah. the 15th take, yeah. you know? Um, and and I feel like a lot of his approach with actors is along that way mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. Which is not to say his films are poorly acted, but, but, um, but they're not about kind of... Well, the performances in this are yeah. pretty decent. Um, yeah. uh, oh, I mean, I think the performances of Brothers Bloom are great. Like, and, I, and I'm Rick is like, quite I'm not, stylized. I'm not a, I'm I'm not a well. great um, Emily Blunt fan, although perhaps I'm going to become more so. Um, I haven't seen Sister Sister, but by all sort of counts, she's pretty decent in that as well. Well, not all accounts, but some well, accounts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was pretty good in this. Um, he utilised her really well. Did you see Devil Wears Prada? Um, no. I can't say you should have, but she was really good. Oh, it? okay. Um, but um, Bruce Willis was kind of in his in his zone on this. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was fantastic. Um, I've, I'd forgotten like some of the minor characters who really probably don't have a lot of meat to them. I'd forgotten that some people were in it, like um, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who I rate, rate as a character actor. It was um, the kind of a, a, a minor part. Um, and he's fantastic. So, like you know, that part came off really well, even though there wasn't a heap to it. Um, he just adds that whole kind of personal feel that he kind of brings quite nicely to, to roles to it. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm probably the weakest link for for me would have been Paul Dano, but I'm not a great big Paul Dano fan. But he wasn't he wasn't terrible. So you don't have your uh, Ruby Sparks tickets booked in yet? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's it's shot by Matthew Lebatique though. I'm quite excited about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he shot all the Darren Aronofsky films oh, okay. and um and some of Spike Lee stuff. Like he shot oh, Inside yeah. Man, so uh, and he shot Iron Man and some other stuff. So I'm quite a fan of his cool work as a cinematographer. But yeah. um, that doesn't necessarily mean that Ruby Sparks is worth seeing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll probably go see it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul Dano is a tricky yeah. guy. Although there will be blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, my preferred role of him was a mixed cutoff. True. Yes, he yeah. was very good in that as well. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think as a as an overall piece, it pulls together very, very well. Um, it's smart. It's interesting. It's well acted. It's beautifully shot, um, and it hangs together well as a genre piece as well so I mean cool. what, what more can you ask for I I, yeah. I suspect that um, with the caveat that you know we've got a few months left to the end of the year this will be in my top 10 for sure I'd say fair enough um, it's actually it's it's looking like a really good month for um, genre stuff because uh, I went I went and saw this Warriors of the Rainbow Cedric Bale film which I don't really feel like talking about too mm. much because um, I don't want to kick a horse when it's down yeah um but um, there were previews for uh, Dread, which oh, yeah. um, looks really well done for what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, a really strong uh, action piece. Um, Bait, which are you familiar with Bait? Uh, I've been hearing a little bit about it. It but looks I don't, so I don't really stupid. Know it, it looks brilliant. Um, basically, like um, 
Is it a horror? Uh, well, so the plot is like this guy, these guys are in a convenience store and these people are holding it up and then suddenly a tsunami hits and the <laughs> store is flooded and a great white gets washed into the store. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a movie um, co-written by Russell Mulcahy, who um, I've directed one or more of the Highlander films. Oh, and, one or and more. Oh, I no. can't remember how many, um, but I, I recognize his name from Highlander and some other things. Oh, and um, wow. there's there was a moment in the trailer, which is a tribute to the Samuel L. Jackson moment in Deep Blue Sea, which on the off chance you haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, I won't spoil it. But if you have seen Deep Blue Sea, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I mean, it's a great white in a flooded convenience store with a bunch of people. It just, it just looks like the sort of thing that is the sort of dumb genre fun that I go to movies for. And then, um, yeah. and then uh, there's uh, a, what is was built in the trail is a duology of Tai Chi Zero and Tai Chi Hero, and Tai Chi Zero is playing Fantastic Fest. Which is starting today. My brother's at. I'm very jealous oh, really, of this. Yeah. Um, but I was there last you year. Were there so, last yeah, year. yeah. Um, and uh, and and that looks like a pretty great um, Asian action spectacular. So you've got those three films, and then you've got Looper, and that's like mm. that's a pretty good fun month of uh, yeah, genre yeah. cinema that we don't often get on these shores. So yeah. hopefully, um, hopefully we'll take advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I think that's. I kind of feel like mo- movie going is increasingly becoming a political act, and mm. which is that if you don't go to these movies, they won't come, come back. back. Yeah, and and I mean I I don't think there's many horror movies that are even booked in for October, and I'm I'm yeah. slightly appalled by that. You know, after the turnout of Cabin in the Woods, it's like, you know, shouldn't shouldn't we be getting at least one yeah. great Halloween horror? Because there, I'm sure there's something out there that. Yeah, well, well that's enjoy. what I was saying. I, I, I would have thought that Cabin would have had m- enough appeal to sort of pull audiences, but I guess how do you market it? And yeah, I mean, it, it's a strange film, and I and, I, I can understand. And maybe maybe yeah. maybe the entire audience for it came. On well, the and, played, and it's an interesting know? debate about the whole kind of film festival thing. Is like, is it a um, tease for a bigger audience, or does it suck away the audience? Like. Um, I was going to go see Bernie, and Bernie kind of came and went really quickly. I missed it at the festival, and then it oh, opened right. the theaters, yeah, yeah. but it's already gone, gone. pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and um, you know, it is um, with these dwindling audiences and quick windows before things go to video. Yeah, um, how do we keep that theatrical experience alive mm-hmm. and something that's important? Is it important to other people, or are people just like? Screw it, you know. I, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't saw Magic Mike. Did, did we talk about this last time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like there are people tweeting through or on their phones through the entire thing, and it's just like, and even in mm. the screening of Warriors of the Rainbow last night, a woman got a call halfway through and started taking it behind me. There were only seven people in the theater. I knew three of them. And, uh, I was the fourth of them. So there were literally only three people I don't know. And, you know, one of them's taking a call behind me. And it's just like, <laughs> have we just, have, has everyone else just given up? I don't know. Yeah. I, I like to think not. I, I think there's still something great about going in a dark room with a bunch of people. Yeah. Having a great experience. And, and the film festival's testament to that, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I like to think it's something that, 
you don't get to do 17 days of the year that you get to do 365 days of the year. Yeah. But, but maybe it is something, it's just a weird little specialty thing that nobody besides us cares about. Uh, he's hoping, eh? I mean, plenty of people, I think, still do go to the movies. I don't, I don't know. Why would you go and not and, and be on the phone what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but here we are. Oh, yeah. well. And on that incredibly well, depressing note, shall we, uh, shall we, uh, Sign off, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, uh, and here's to a better tomorrow. Thanks and, for uh, joining us. See ya. Uh, see ya. <laughs>